This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Hello, and what is going on, my fellow Shwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to uh, Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. What is going on today? What is going on with you in the world? Uh, why do I ask that question? Uh, when we all know the answer uh, is that... Uh, this is a one-way conversation. You know, I like that picture of the kid. Like, it was like a kid sitting next to, like, a picture of three people talking. It's like, this will listen to podcasts. It's like, and this is me uh, speaking nonsense into your ear uh, for, for an hour and a half, the, or maybe a little bit longer. Some, sometimes they've been going to 140. Uh, and I was like, this is so fucking long. Like, you can pause it. You can pause the podcast. If you're, like, start this podcast and you're like, man, I like this show, but it's so long. It's okay to pause it and come back to it later when you can. Uh, that's why they made the pod button. I'm not offended. I don't, like, no. The only way you can truly experience this podcast if you just listen to it beginning to end real fast. And also, I'm going to tell you this. If you're an audio listener, even YouTube has this, too. There's a speed-up button that makes me speak faster. I always thought I spoke fast, and I hear people tell me, it's like, yeah, I actually listen to it, like, uh, double speed. I'm like, or 1.5 speed. I'm like, wow, cool on you. Uh, you're like, that way I can get your knowledge faster, my knowledge faster, uh, knowledge that you get from the podcast that is Cancel Sweezy. Um, Cancel Sweezy is the only podcast going into those gender-neutral bathrooms and taking a they-them shit. Uh, so, what's going on? We got a, we got a great episode today, folks. I know I say that every week, but what have I lied about that? What have I lied about having a bad episode? It's fall, it's finally fall, well, tomorrow after today. It's always the 21st or the 20, or, or the 22nd of September. Pick a fucking day, God. I don't know who <laughs> decides the first day of autumn. Uh, but they need to fucking make a decision right there, uh, for that, because, uh, they gotta figure that out. Is it the 21st or the 22nd? We, we... Every holiday, it's either on a specific day of the year, like a like the the fourth Thursday of every year, or a specific date. Uh, seasons, we need to get that shit locked and loaded. What? Uh, but anyways, though, like I said, best episode, best episode we've ever made uh, today. Uh, go check out my music under Sweezy. I think we do have a November release coming up. So uh, whenever I am allowed to announce it. Um, 
I can announce it, but until then, uh, go ahead and make sure you follow me on uh, wherever you get your music. You know you can follow people on those websites? I didn't know. Uh, I like maybe I need to sit up. I feel like my, my head is facing a weird position uh, today, which would only be a problem uh, for the people watching, not the ones listening. Those of you listening, you're like, I already know you're a fat fuck. Uh, I don't need to... <laughs> I don't need to hear that again. Congratulations. You played yourself. Um, so yeah, go check out my music over there. Also go check out social medias at the Shweezy, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at the Shweezy. It's like cancel Shweezy, but instead of cancel, you just put the, and it's all one word. Y'all know, you should know how social media works. You know how a podcast works? I'd be really surprised. Yeah, I know how a podcast works, but how the fuck do I run social media? It's like... Buddy, you're on a different you're on a different breed of problems than what I have. Uh, but I know another breed of problems that we have is Twitch. Twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Every Thursday I do go ahead and stream video games over there on Twitch. I started last week my first Pokemon Nuzlocke on Heart Gold. Uh, I got really lucky for those of you who know what a Nuzlocke is. It's uh, basically it's a Pokemon thing. And basically uh, if a Pokemon dies, you're not able to go to the Pokemon Center and heal them. You, you're the the Pokemon's just dead, and you can no longer use it. Uh, when I played, I my starter was a Suicune, which for those of you who don't know anything about Pokemon, is this is like a rare creature. This is like a mythical creature that there's only usually only one of in a game, uh, and it's super powerful. It's a legendary Pokemon, and I got it as a starter, uh, and I've been just whooping ass. I only had one death in my first stream. Got two badges. One death, and I had to get through all the intro stuff. So it's, it's pretty impressive of me. So you're going to go check that out. Twitch.tv slash TheShweezy. If you have an Amazon Prime account, you can connect it to your Twitch account to get a Twitch Prime. And subscri press a subscribe on over on Twitch. Uh, following anyone on Twitch is free, so you definitely have to go ahead and do that. Don't be stingy there. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. But you also have to, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can subscribe. And it's typically around a $5 thing to subscribe to someone on Twitch. And uh, with Amazon Prime, you get it for free. And why not financially support Daddy uh, and help him out? Help Daddy. That's my hole. That's where it spits. Uh, that was the wrong button, but it works out anyways. Uh, another way you can financially help support us uh, is our Patreon page right now. It's kind of working as like a tip jar. And so really going and checking us out over on Patreon uh, really is a great way to say thank you for being a friend. So definitely go check that out and have fun over there. But here's a bunch of free shit you can do. I know a majority of our listeners are audio only, and the people who do check out our YouTube page typically just check out the highlights. So I want you, if you're a audio only listener, I want you to go to our YouTube page. Make sure you hit that subscribe button because we are trying to build up our audience over there. Even if you only listen to audio, we'd still love for you to subscribe over on YouTube. Uh, make sure of that. Because one thing with that is, I know, you listen to the podcast and you're supporting me great, and I'm fine with it. However, you listen to me talk about a specific segment, and you're like, huh, you know who would really like this? Uh, fill in the blank there. I don't know your friends. And then you can just share a highlight with them instead of telling them to go to the audio, go to a specific time marker, or the full episode on YouTube as well. That's what kind of the highlights are for. Uh, and great like that. And it's also great, yeah, leave a comment too. I was like hearing people. I'm really surprised that uh, all of you who listen, and this is everyone listening, because I, you know, I'm, you're like, you can't be telling all your listeners you're like this. I'm like, I actually will tell you this. Y'all actually leave very intelligent comments and like, very good ones because I do talk about some serious things, but in a goofy way. So it is, it is I'm like, I'm very interested. It's really funny because I have friends who do like more serious, like heartfelt podcasts and they just get like 
fucking, you get the bad ones, too. Like, don't, I'm not talking about that, but I get a lot of intellectual ones. Anytime I talk about something politics-related, some Republican comes out of the woodworks and be like, based, I'm like, okay, then you're, if you tell me based, your opinion doesn't matter. But uh, a lot of other people, like, they, they put in, like, really good comments. Like, especially, like, I talked about, like, J.K. Rowling a couple weeks ago. I saw some comments on there. I'm like, oh, okay. Very interesting. I like these, these thought processes. Um, a lot of them I agree with, too, but, uh, the circle jerkings for later. Obviously, a uh, majority of you are only audio only listeners, so make sure you go uh, leave a uh, leave us a review and give us a five, four, or three, two, one star rating. Because uh, yeah, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. And it was I found out Alien has uh, some. Was it? Uh, I figured out Beyonce has a song. What's the song called? I'm looking it up. Um, it's called. Alien something like that. Alien. Beyonce's new song. Someone's. I, I love it when I say something. I'm trying to think of it. What is it? Alien. And I don't know. Someone. In the, I know someone listening right now. And they're always like. They always. They're just like. They know the, the fucking name of the song. And they're just like. That's the name of the fucking song. That's the name of it. That's the name of it. And I'm like. And I know. Because I've been there. And uh, and I, I get that. What did I. Okay. What's the song called? I texted a uh, friend that the other day actually I can just say it's Josh because we all know who Josh is um, uh, no he's not so I was like I just got to take him like a spirit is that Josh uh, well, that's today it would have been two days ago when I texted Josh the name of this Beyonce song it's alien something uh, she's like stingy with your love or something like that uh, anyways though yeah Anyways, that I can't find it, and I really don't give a shit. Um, but anyways, she has something, but I'm stingy with my love. I'm like, is Beyonce Mark? Is Beyonce Mark? Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Is is Beyonce Mark? Anyways, though, that's that's enough nonsense. I'm drinking. Uh, I could be like one of those podcasters, like today I'm drinking, but usually, I usually drink a Red Bull vodka before each take, and then I just kind of go from there. I'm uh drinking a Red's Wicked Apple. 8% alcohol, and, uh, yeah, so, here's the, here's the feeling good all the time, let's take a sip of this, I'm making sure I make noise so it's not like dead air, anything, ooh, okay, let's get into previous week right now, really, if you don't know what previous week right now is, previous week right now is, uh, what happened last week, but right now, and it's, but like, the previous week, well, we're doing it right now, that's why it's called Previous Week Right Now, and Intellectual will know it's a play on the words, uh, Last Week Tonight by John Oliver, those are for the intellectuals who listen to this show, uh, but for the non-intellectuals, um, that's what it means, um, anyways, so let's just jump right into it. First of all, ride or die, bitch. Uh, this is from the Christian Post. Um, That's rough, buddy. Uh, Eminem reaches number one on Billboard's Hot Christian Songs chart for a gospel collaboration. So, uh, the rapper Eminem has made his debut on the Billboard Hot Christian Songs chart due to his latest feature verse on a popular gospel rap song featured on DJ DJ Khaled, the the one who did the sound drop. For anyone listening, congratulations. You played yourself. That's him. Newest album, Eminem, born to the name Marshall Mathers III, is no stranger to reaching the top of the mainstream charts with the violent, irrelevant rap lyrics, including songs that hint at a desire to murder his ex-wife or extensively take drugs. Um, 
The 49-year-old critically acclaimed artist teamed up with Kanye West and DJ Khaled, a professing Muslim for a remix of Kanye West's gospel song, Use This Gospel, originally from West Jesus' King album. Uh, the remix appeared on DJ Khaled's new studio album, God Did, and was produced by Dr. Dre. Why did I say Dr. Dre like that? I'll just get that out. Uh, last week, Use This Gospel by DJ Khaled featuring Kanye West and Eminem reached number one on the Billboard Hot Christian Songs chart, making it the first time Eminem made an appearance on the chart in his almost 30-year career. This week, the track fell to number five on the chart with The Goodness by Toby Mac featuring Blessing for reaching the top spot. The album debuted at the peak of the top Christian albums and top gospel albums on its first week of release at the time. In Use This Gospel Remix, Eminem shares the attacks of Satan and how God has been helping him. Over the years, Eminem has openly shared his struggles with mental health. In times past, his lyrics and dark imagery were the opposite of God-honoring. Eminem concluded the verse in Use This Gospel by saying, Bible at my side like a rifle with a God-given gift. Every single day I thank God for, that's why I pay so much homage. Praises to Jesus, I'll always. You know, I read lyrics. You just read lyrics like that, and it just sounds so bad. According to Rapzilla, the artist who is in who in the past calls himself a rap god, would pray before his shows in the early 2000s, and then he'd go on to some on to rap some of the most profane hip-hop of all time. Of Eminem's Christian Billboard debut, Rabzilla editor-in-chief Justin Sarchik wrote, It was shocking to see Eminem on a gospel rap track. What was even more surprising is that he didn't say anything controversial or blasphemous. Sarchik explained he just rapped about God. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, it's very interesting. It's even more interesting that DJ Khaled, the one who gave us the sound drop. Congratulations, you played yourself. Uh, that one uh, that he's singing about God, which because uh, he's a Muslim, I guess, or I guess he identifies as Muslim. I don't know his personal faith journey, uh, but uh, I know how Eminem. I know he struggled with uh, drugs. Is it drugs or drugs or alcohol? Maybe a little bit of both. I know he has like an AA coin. Like he had like a ten-year AA coin, which is cool. Like I think that's really cool. Uh, and then DJ Khaled, there's that video of him fucking his wife, and uh, he's fatter than me. Um, and you're like, don't, why are you saying that people are fatter than you? I'm like, oh, it's a fat guy thing. Uh, if you're fat, no, you shouldn't be. When you're fat, you know you shouldn't be. You notice the ones who are fatter than you, and they're like, because you have to compare. And then the reason why is because you compare yourself to other fat people and be like, am I as fat as them? And you're like, no. And then you also do a double take. I'm like, maybe. And you know, a lot of times, no. Like, you know, if you're, if you're a real fat, if, if you're a good fat person who knows better, like most fat people, some fat people don't know better, and they're like, I eat KFC every night, why can't I lose weight? Uh, and then there's some people who are like, yeah, yeah, I probably shouldn't have ate pizza three days in a row. Uh, some people are like that. But no, that's interesting, though. Going back to Eminem, though, he, uh, it's cool, like, he's on, like, the, the was it the Christian charts? Billboard's hot, Billboard's hot Christian charts, so that's the chart he's on. There's actual Christian radio charts. Um, I don't know, my friend Chris Hauser, I think I'm allowed to say his name, he, as long as I don't start talking shit about him, uh, that's probably, that's probably a good thing. Uh, I'm actually curious, I need to ask him about this, um, uh, he, cause he, he works in, uh, radio promotion, so, basically, uh, from, Another person to explain his job, what he does, uh, he uh, basically gets paid to get songs on the radio number one. Um, I think uh, he he sent me, I can't remember the guy's name, uh, but we, my mom wanted a song played at uh, my dad's funeral, and 
Uh, I can't remember the, what it, like the song was like number one at the time on Christian radio. And uh, I told Chris, I'm like, hey, Chris, are you working on this song? He was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, apparently we're playing at my dad's funeral. And then he sent me, the, the guy actually sent us a message. It was really nice. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, some, some Christian artists are cool. So uh, the ones that Chris works with, obviously, those are the only ones. The ones that pay him to get that. Um, anyways, I don't know. I don't think he, he clearly is not working on this. It's, um, I remember he told me one time they had to consider working with Kanye West for Christian radio. Uh, I don't know how much of it I'm allowed to say, but. I just remember he said one time there was a discussion about it. But uh, interesting enough, though, it's weird, you know. Uh, I don't. Is my mom listening to this song? Because it's funny because every time I'm in a car with her, I, I listen to all this stuff. And I'm like, well, this is Chris's prey check. Uh, it's fun knowing these people. Um, anyways, though, another thing I want to say before we move on is I saw something that studies that narcissists really like Eminem's music. And I'm not saying anything about Eminem being a narcissist. I'm just talking about his fans. Uh, that's what we're talking about here, which is really funny because uh, when I, I worked a day job and there's this one guy, which I will not say his name, uh, because I hope he's in jail because he's, he's definitely doing some illegal shit in companies. I'm telling you that. Uh, he's like, yeah, I really like Eminem. And I'm like, okay. And I learned that. And I'm like, that makes sense now. Anyways, though, if you like Eminem, I mean, I like a couple of his songs. No, I'm the rim shady, the real, this rim shady, or whatever, you know. It's Eminem, uh, whatever. I think that's all I really have to say on that. I'm like, that's just, just weird. The, the world we live in. DJ Khaled and uh, Eminem up there on. Oh, and Kanye West too. That's just. I wonder if I would tell myself like, if I was a kid in 2004 when like you know I first discovered who Eminem was. You know, just listening to like you know what's popular on VH1 and MTV. Uh, just thinking like, you know that guy. It's coming on Christian radio one day. And then I would have been like, what? So, uh, yeah. <sighs> Let's take a sip. Just clean the bowels. Are no eyebrows the new eyebrows? This is from the Wall Street Journal. A few weeks ago, after explaining her decision to shave her head in an Instagram Live, the singer Doja Cat took her hair removal one step further. She picked up a pink heart-shaped hand mirror and, with the swipe of a razor, erased that more most expressive of features, her eyebrows. While Doja Cat's brow shave, perhaps the most public act of hair removal since Britney Spears took an electric razor to her head in a Los Angeles salon in 2007, was used by critics to question her sanity. She's far from the only celebrity to favor a smooth, alien-like visage. Uh, Lady Gaga has been sporting barely their bleach blonde brows since July. Actress Hari Neff debuted a similar look on Instagram the same month. Kendall Jenner's eyebrows were conspicuously absent when she attended the Met Gala earlier in the year. In June, Julia Fox had her brows bleached by legendary makeup artist Pat McGrath. Um, uh, isn't that the guy from... Is that the guy from Sugar Rush? Sugar Rare? Sugar Rare? That's the name. Uh, September issue of Interview Magazine Revealed this week features Kim Kardashian with feathery platinum brows. A throwback to Chloe's 7G's, I don't know how to say that, looks in the 1997 film Gumo. Meanwhile, a no-eyebrow filter has been making the rounds on TikTok. Uh, the Great Depilation follows a decade in which bushy brows reigned supreme. Out where the Pamela Anderson skinny ache arches of the 90s replaced by thick, luscious caterpillars. 
often painstakingly shaped, maintained, colored in, or even microbladed to ensure perfection. Now, those pri prized facial features have taken a 180-degree turn in Hollywood and beyond. Going browless is not an inherently modern phenomenon. In the Middle Ages, women pluck their eyebrows and hairlines to create the illusion of an elongated forehead, a mark of beauty and intelligence. Italian Renaissance paintings likewise show how light and imperceptible women's eyebrows then were. Just picture the Mona Lisa or her smile. You can see her eyebrows are barely there. The current wave of brow-free faces follows a Y2K fashion revival during which supermodel Bella Hadid and others reclaimed the thin brows of the 90s and aughts. Uh, MX uh, Shiera, who uses the gender-neutral honorific, uh, suggested that brow-ditching celebrities and their aestheticians could be taking a cue from young queer people on social media, whose well-documented eyebrows experiment predated this summer. So, you know, I had to say, back in you know, in, in the 2010s. Uh, it was like, was it like the very perfectly shaped eyebrows and like people were like, your eyebrows, and like people were like, your eyebrows are too bushy. And I make a perfectly good, I make sure that, because I, I get a little bit of hair in the unibrow area and uh, I always make sure to pluck that shit, you know, because uh, I am a big believer uh, to follow the words of Dimitri Martin, separate but equal, bad for schools, great for eyebrows. There's no reason anyone should have anything close to unibrow. Tweezers are a dollar, and I don't understand. I don't understand anyone's logic in that. Like, I you, I mean, it's a it's like a dollar in some change. Uh, say let's say a dollar fifty for for a pair of tweezers. Um, you know, if if a homeless person came up to me on the street, hey man. You see this unibrow? I'm trying to get rid of it. Can I have a $1.50 exact change? I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, sure. No one needs to have a unibrow. And uh, I would be like, you know what? Just take $2. I don't know what change you want me. Uh, because of that fact. And so, yeah. I'm a big believer in eyebrows. And I just, you know, and then there was at one point women were just shaving off. It's only women, so I'm just going to complain about women for a second. Men, I've already complained about what you have to do. Just, you know... If, yeah, if it's really bushy, I guess sometimes, like, your barber can take care of it. Do that. Um, some people say my eyebrows are too bushy. My, like, it's weird because, like, there's, like, a point right here, if you're looking at me, like, at the end of it where, like, the unibrow could meet. There's, like, a section that kind of goes up instead of kind of, like, the following, you know, like, in the direction of the rest of them. And I'm like, am I supposed to pluck this or not? And I'm like, well, I look fine. I'm not going to do it. So for men, the, the answer is just separate but equal. You know, segregation of eyebrows. We're good about that. And then women have to look fucking weird, and I have to speak up for all the men out there. Um, if you want, if, if if women are okay with you not having eyebrows, that's fine, ladies. If you you want to fucking eyebrowless freak, that's all up to you. Uh, but I'm gonna give you a man's perspective. So when they were super neat, they were okay, but it's just there always felt something weird about it. Like I think it's uncanny valley territory. Like when the eyebrows look too neat. There's something off about it. Like, you know, you get your eyebrows done because you know, no one wants a unibrow and stuff like that, and you don't want it to be bushy or whatever. That's one thing. Uh, but, like, when it's, like, too perfect, it's uncanny valley territory. That's where I think about it. Um, and then, I don't know, some people, like, don't have a lot of eyebrows. So I, I see some women, 
Uh, I don't know why I see them on TikTok, but I do. They're like, yeah, I don't really have big eyebrows, so I just kind of have to draw them in. And it looks nice. Some women, then there are some women who like shave their eyebrows off and then draw them back in. I'm like, that looks so bad. And I'm going to tell you, if you're wanting to fuck a man, no man thinks that's attractive. Um, I, so you'll, you can have sex, dude. Men will, men will fuck anything. But if you're like, I want to be attractive to men, uh, don't do that. Just keep your normal eyebrows and just trim them or whatever. Uh, so I thought that, I always thought that was weird. And I, I thought that was going to be the end of it when I saw normal eyebrows coming back. And so we're like, now we're like, you know what? Fuck eyebrows. Let's just turn them off. And yeah, it just makes people look so weird. And I, I genuinely think that when you shave your eyebrows off, the reason why our minds think it looks weird is because we reach a point in the Uncanny Valley. I believe it's Uncanny Valley. And I remember, like, I read something... It was like the reason why we notice things that are humanoid but are just kind of off has to be some evolutionary trait, which is telling us, like, that looks like a human, but something's off. And it had to be some evolutionary factor that made us know that. So uh, the Uncanny Valley has to check you. So when women are shaving their eyebrows, I believe it sets off some trigger in our evolutionized brains that tell us, hey... Something is off about that human. Something looks off, and then he knows, oh yeah, it's the eyebrows. Uh, and in my mind, when I see a woman with no eyebrows, I think of women who are out of their goddamn fucking mind. Now, Doja Cat uh, is different. I would still love her to choke me to death with her thighs. Uh, that is the way I would love to leave this earth. Uh, just Doja Cat takes her thighs, squeezes my face in, I suffocate and die. That's how I want to go. Uh, but anyways, though, um, yeah, I think brow, like if you're shaving your eyebrows, bleaching them uh, so they don't look like they're there, um, please, let's let this fashion trend end and die. Die a horrific death. Because I, I think it's weird. It sets off most people, normal people, uh, people with brain cells. It sets off their, uh, some response, the uncanny valley response in their brain. And uh, there's a reason for that. So keep your eyebrows. And if you're like, men will think I'm attractive if I draw on my eyebrows. No. Uh, men just want you to look no your eyebrows to look normal and just look fine. And no man's ever been like, I'm attracted to those eyebrows. No man cares. Unless they're connected, no man gives a shit. That's it. So if you're thinking you're trying to impress men, that's the reason why. Oh, God. Oh, we got an update from this motherfucker again. <laughs> I'm gonna start that sentence over. We got an update from this motherfucker again. And I really like that. Uh, residents fuming as Garth Brooks fans urinate on streets and throw plants through letterboxes. This is from Dublin Live. Dublin residents are furious after some Garth Brooks fans have used their streets as a toilet after the gigs. Some conjugoers making their way back have reportedly been spotted urinating in on Sherrard Street, much to the horror of local families. Plants in gardens near Croke Park in were also uprooted and shoved through a letterbox. Chair of Sherrard Pride of Place, Lynn Hooper, said that residents have had enough with two gigs still left to go. She said, I'm fuming. <coughs> I have had enough with two gigs still left to go. Well, still left to go. 
Our streets is always used as a toilet constantly. Then we have to we have the rubbish as well. The council put a barrel at the top of the road in the bins, but on Saturday the guards stopped people from drinking past our street. So everyone ended up congregating on our streets drinking. We were kind of acting like marshals on the street. One of the residents was offering his toilet to people, complete strangers, so that they wouldn't go on the street. We need more than one barrel of bins. Uh, it was totally full, overflowing. There were bottles and all on the street. I have been saying that the toilets are needed at our end. We have been asking for this for GAA matches as well. Our street is free parking and all of them park on our street before they get into their cars to do their long drive home. They urinate on the streets. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely disgraceful. Delman Live has contacted Aiken Promotions and Croke Park for comment. So I've talked about uh, this whole like Garth Brooks says he booked five shows, and this is this is well apparent that he's actually tried to book this before, uh, and like there the neighborhood was like no five shows is too many, but at the same time, uh, you know I've I've also said because I've I have once had to play, there's an amphitheater I had to play at, and the cops got called us. I'm like this is an amphitheater, events like this go on. And why are we getting in trouble for a noise complaint and having to stop right now? And that kind of, I think about that here at Croke Park, where it's like, these people decided uh, to live at Croke Park, near Croke Park, where big events happen. Big events like Garth Brooks playing happens. You decided to live at Croke Park. You have to live with all the bullshit that goes on with living anywhere. Like when you live... In the city, when you live in a place in the city, you have to realize, like, oh, yeah, noise is going to happen here. A different <clears throat> obvious scenarios are going to happen since I live in this area. That's what you have to realize when you decide to live in a certain point. Like, if you live with your mom, uh, then you're you're paying with your mental health. Uh, like, you know, stuff like that. So you knew better. Like, you're, you're like, I'm going to live near Croke Park. That's where I want to live, where they do events all the time. And people go to those events, and then they act like assholes afterwards. So it's par partially... I do think it's their fault. Now, now I want to go to Garth Brooks. Now, recently it was discovered that uh, from someone who cleans planes in the Nashville airport that uh, Garth Brooks had an accident and shit all over his bathroom rug and all over the bathroom and barely made it to the toilet. Um, and Garth apparently has been notorious for being a bad client for people who clean planes and always doesn't want to pay and stuff like that. So, um, so we already know that Garth Brooks is a shitty person. And I really like that. Um, that's the only sound drop I have at Garth. It's, I like that and I really like that. And uh, so we can't imagine his fans being any better. Now, I'm a person, I've met country music artists, I've lived with country music artists, and I can tell you uh, country music artists are... Just god awful people. Like you know how cancel culture went for like everyone in the music and in, in like the entertainment industry didn't go anywhere near country music. Uh, we're just learning. Was it some some asshole like his wife is uh, like transphobic or whatever? Uh, J it's not Jason Aldean, uh, but it's one of those people. I don't don't be like it's J don't be like I talk shit on Jason Aldean. Well, I can't even remember who. It's these generic. Like, Jason Aldean, Kenny Chesney, like, people like that. I'm like, I don't fucking know the difference between you two. Like, chances are you're probably the same person. Uh, like, they're terrible people. 
I don't know Jason Aldean or those I assume. But anyways, I've lived with country music artists, and like they're the ones, uh, they're the only ones left, like of musicians who are like cheating on their girlfriends slash wives, uh, and getting the fight with other band members on shows. And it's so amazing because like me, if I go play a show, it's like we're either talking, hanging out, maybe having a few drinks. Or we're by ourselves and not talking to each other and stuff like that. We're calling someone, stuff like that. We're just chill. We're just doing our thing uh, like that. So we're not, like, sticking our dicks in strangers and shit like that. It's not as, not as music isn't as cool as it used to be. Uh, then country art, unless you're a country artist, then you're like, yeah, I'm going to go to a strip club and then uh, bore everyone else in the van ride by talking to my wife and kids. And, uh, and then I'm going to punch, I'm going to punch this guy in this other band uh, because he pissed me off. He said something to me and he pissed me off. Like, me, because I, I, I just view music as a job, so it's like, oh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna do my thing and get out, and, uh, not, not country music, country music musicians are just the worst people ever, and they brag about how shitty they are, like, that's how bad, you know you're a bad person when you brag about how shitty of a person you are, that's how you know you're a bad person, and then, even you play the shittiest music ever, or like, oh, we my own damn Dr. Phil, and shit like that, and like, you just, you just know you're a terrible person, uh, maybe, maybe Garth Brooks has terrible fans as well. They're all like, hey, I'm gonna piss on the street, gonna fuck them, I'm fucking country, and we like it that way. Just like that, so, I don't know. Why does Garth Brooks have the worst fans? Garth Brooks, you know, one of the best-selling music artists in the world, he has the worst fans to ever exist. Pretty disappointing, Garth. Maybe you should, maybe you should do something. Uh, I mean, these people know they live by Croke Park and they have to deal with this shit, but at the same time, Garth, maybe tell your fans to stop being shitty too, and maybe you should stop shitting on fucking planes, and uh, give the families closure, Garth. Maybe that's what you should do. Start giving families closure of uh, family members that you've murdered yourself, Garth. Uh, it's not likable. I would definitely say that I don't. And I really like that. I don't really like that. Our last article, let's land on a positive note, from the Barack <laughs> Express News. Uh, nursing home hires strippers for seniors in wheelchairs. We are very sorry. What? Uh, this probably wasn't the right setting for pulses to raise. A nursing home must apologize for hiring a stripper to perform for seniors in wheelchairs. The Taiwan Veterans Home, a state-run facility for retired military personnel in Taiwan, uh, paid the adult entertainers with for a stimmy show to celebrate the Mid-Autumn Festival, an important holiday in Chinese cultures when people gather to celebrate the rice and wheat crops of the season. Video of the raunchy performance, which took place last Thursday, was filmed by a contestant before being posted to social media and quickly went viral. Uh, the kinky clip shows the mass erotic dancers dressed in lace lingerie giving an older man a lap dance and pushing her breasts into his face. However, the man doesn't seem to mind and can be seen squeezing the woman's belongings as she squirms her body enthusiastically. Other nursing home residents clapped enthusiastically and seemed to enjoy the raunchy show. But the senior care facility was hit with backlash and then released a statement saying, the intent of the evening was to entertain residents and make them happy. We're very sorry for the violations that has been caused. A nursing home spokesperson added that mid-autumn festival celebrations at the nursing home had been canceled in recent years due to the COVID pandemic to cheer up the residents. They arranged for the stripper to put on a show. However, they admitted that the erotic dancers' actions were too enthusiastic and fervent and that they would be more careful in plenty of events, such events in the future. They said there are, were also a quieter game of bingo and some karaoke in an adjacent nursing room. A video 
shows the residents and strippers remain COVID safe at all times while keeping face masks on during the rock show. The Mid-Autumn Festival is one of the most important holidays in the Asian culture in China. The celebration is marked by reunions, thanksgivings, for the harvest and prayers for good luck. The annual event, which fell on September 10th this year, is also known as the Moon Festival or Moon Cake Festival. Um, I like that. So, you know, I... My biggest nursing home experiences were, like, as a small child, maybe a little older, uh, in church, going there, and, you know, to sing for all the people. And the other one was uh, in high school, our jazz band teacher, uh, I guess he, he, I think it was his grandma or some other relative of his, lived in the nursing home. And so we'd go there many times, you know, just to go there, play for them, and, you know, half at the time... Uh, half of the songs we played were like, fuck, this is the fucking jam. This is the fucking shit I loved as a kid. Uh, and they kind of like, they like the music more than fucking asshole kids singing. They're just like, I'm here. Just like, barely move. So I want to be entertained. Fucking goddamn kids. And the, and the jazz was like, this sucks, but I like it. Uh, and then, you know, they had to have liked the fucking stripper. Don't tell me they didn't like it. Don't apologize for giving them a stripper. They like the stripper. Uh, I would say continue to bring the strip, bring a stripper in. And if you're a stripper, the nice thing about being a stripper is because a lot of times I think, you know, at least the women strippers, I don't know the guys, uh, they're like, I hope I don't get assaulted uh, wherever I'm going. But uh, at a nursing home, they know uh, if some guy is going to cop a feel, uh, I could just touch them and break their bones. So the women aren't too worried about that. And I'm like, fuck it, all of them touch my boobs. And it's like a better experience for everyone. Someone see some titties before they die. You know, like, when you're in a nursing home, it's like, you need care 24-7. We're like, you know what's part of care? Seeing some titties. And that's a life fact you should live with. Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy, only for it to turn out to be a mirror and you are, in fact, the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today. You can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee-pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor, Privacy, comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information, 
each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign but wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Okay, so it's time to get into uh, another relevant article, mag uh, an article from Relevant Magazine. To be honest with you, I'm probably doing too many of these. I've kind of started to realize uh, I'm doing more... Uh, then they can keep up with making a good, making a good, uh, making good articles, or at least articles I can rebuttal to or anything like that. I don't, I don't, I think I'm overdoing it with irrelevant. May have to, may have to stop for a bit. May actually have to start doing things and talking about that. Those are usually easier when I actually do stuff and talk about it. Maybe I should start doing that shit. Um, anyways, though, what article do we have here today? Um, from Relevant Magazine. Uh, who, by the way, I do want to point out here. Uh, on their on their actual website, they're like, "You've read too many articles. Uh, you you're you need to subscribe, or you can't read anymore." And I'm like, "Did they did they find my IP address?" So I opened the app to open everything up in like incognito mode to even view any of it. So I guess they're tracking something. Uh, do they have my IP address? Are they are they do they realize I'm talking shit? What? Um, I don't know. But anyways, though, I'm going to continue talking shit as long as they continue being cringe. So let's get into uh, this week's... Uh, I forgot I forgot a couple of them to actually read the author's name. Jimmy Myers. Okay, we got a man. We're safe here. Well, one thing's safe. Uh, he's the director of Young Adults at First Presbyterian Church of Houston. First Presbyterian Church of Houston in Houston, Texas. He is a recent graduate from Duke Divinity School and was awarded first prize from First Things Premier Essay Contest in 2015 for his essay entitled, It is True that the World Will Be Saved by Beauty? <laughs> Question mark? He is married to Mary Lynn, loves reading uh, Carl Barth's Church Dogmatics, plays virtually every kind of sport in Indian, of course. And, and he enjoys singing. He enjoys singing. But he plays every kind of sport. So if you play every kind of sport, you can go to heaven. Because if you don't play a sport, uh, you're not holy in the eyes of God. Let's just remember. That's what I. So what going to church in the Midwest taught me. Uh, you're not holy in the eyes of God unless you play a sport. That's why I remember in high school they had some uh, like group called like uh, fel Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and like I was always invited. You know, and I was Christian. I was very Christian in high school. And I was like. You should come to FCA or Fellowship of Christian Athletes. What FCA stands for? I'm like, I'm not an athlete, and you're like, so you don't have to be an athlete to go. I'm like, it's literally in the goddamn fucking title, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I'm not an athlete. I'm a Christian, but I'm not an athlete, so therefore, I'm not allowed in your goddamn club. And a lot of schools are like, I have an FCA. I join. I don't play sports. I'm like, why would you make such a distinct club that like discourages other people from not joining? Like, just because someone's not... I'm in bands, so I don't really play sports. It's like, uh, well, anyone can join the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And then you go there, it's like, we got to praise God on the field, boys. I'm like, okay, I'm out of this. Ah, uh, shit. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck how Christianity... Fuck that the... 
fuck the whole fucking point about having to play sports in high school. Fuck that. Um, I play music. I get paid to play music now. Uh, I get paid to uh, scramble my nonsense in front of all of you. Uh, and so, what are the people who played sports in high school doing? Uh, they're fat losers now. That's all they are. How does the way Jesus Christ marked out for us in the Bible relate to the ways of contemporary Christian culture marked out for us in the 24... 20- oh, I should actually tell you the, the article. Um, I, I played myself. Congratulations. You played yourself. Uh, so today's article, the one we're going over today, I actually have no clue if we actually... I've actually said enough. This article is called, There is no such thing as a cool church. Uh, re- just reading the title alone, I know people... If you see the headline of an article and you judge the entire article off that, uh, you are a dum-dum. You heard the reason why an orange man became president, because you're fucking stupid. Uh, Notice I didn't use another word. Uh, There's no such thing as a culture. Every, I I can't imagine, so when I was a small kid, I can't, we went to want two churches when I was a small kid. Before, before, pre-13-year-old me, every church I've been to, has tried to be a cool church. Uh, the one I went to in high school is tried to be cool for middle-aged people. So I'm like, I didn't think it was cool, but I see why people in the middle age range think it's cool. Uh, and then in college, the churches I went to uh, decided that they were cool. Fuck you, Josh Casey, for trying to make a cool church. Um, and even when I was living, you know, even after college, before I decided, like, maybe I should stop going to church. And then I'm like, you know, my mindset's a lot better now. So every church I've been to is try to be a cool church. And most churches try to be cool, or at least try to be cool, like, hey, we're, we're God-fearing people. We're cool. Uh, we're cool in the eyes of God. Uh, now we can actually start reading this. How does the way Jesus Christ marked out for us in the Bible relate to ways of contemporary culture marked for us in the 21st century? It is perennial questions that has plagued Christians living in the Western Hemisphere since at least the middle of the 18th century, and one only has to glance at the number of books, articles, blog posts, and podcasts related to the subject to see that there are about as many answers to that question as there are people thinking the equation. Um, hovering behind the attempts to answer the question is a cluster of concerns. How will the way of Jesus Christ speak to new generations in a compelling mode? What if people and even whole age groups begin to leave the church? How is the church of here and now going to address the contemporary individual's needs and doubts, questions and concerns, desires and revulsions? On the one hand, it might be that these concerns indicate a healthy anxiety in the church to continue to proclaim what God has done in Jesus of Nazareth in terms accessible to each new generation, but it might also be that these concerns point in a different direction. Perhaps we are not so burdened by the responsibility of Christian proclamations as we are facing a temptation to let the standard of the contemporary social and political order set the agenda for Christian existence in the world. Uh, the question listed above suggests as much to us. If we ask that, th- that is, how the way of Jesus Christ will speak to the new generation in a compelling mode, haven't we already agreed that the proclamation of Jesus Christ is not in, in, in itself compelling, that it needs bells and whistles to spruce it up if it's going to prove effective, or if we ask about and worry over the problem and growth and decline in the church, haven't we already succumbed to the vision of the church determined by numbers of quantities rather than by the call on cause of discipleship? Um... So, uh, I mean, thinking about that, I'm going to move on to other points. I'm kind of, like, double-tasking here. 
go into this article. This is a long article, and I don't want to, like, be just fucking reading shit. It's not the news, not the news segment. So, like, yeah, and going off your top question, uh, don't we want to reach out to people? I guess this is what he was trying to say. And then the idea of, like, cool churches reach out to people because the people want to be cool, and people want to be part of cool churches, and that's why fucking Hillsong is so big. Carl Lenz, you know, and his dick V. That got me fucking TikTok blocked. Um, Congratulations. You played yourself. Uh, you know, I'm talking about his fucking dick V while fucking Howie Mandel is posting fucking uh, prolapsed anuses. Fucking, I'm like, I get blocked, but I think I figured out with TikTok, though, that if I appeal, everything I have, I've appealed, they've been like, yeah, we see, it's, it's, it's fine. You're fine. And they appeal it, but like, sometimes doing that, but sometimes like, the fact that it was flag to begin with doesn't help the qual like the uh the discoverability of the talk um anyways uh so okay if we ask that is how the way of jesus christ will speak to the generation in a compelling mode haven't we already agreed that the proclamation of jesus christ is not in itself compelling that it needs bells and whistles to spruce it up as it's going to prove effective or if we ask about and worry over the pro problem in growth and decline in the church haven't we already succumbed to a vision of church determined by numbers and quantities rather than call of gospel discipleship i mean i get that though but what what is the so we talk about there's no such thing as a cool church what is the idea of why someone would want to go to what we call like a cool church like why would we want to go to hillsong why would someone want to go to hillsong be a big member of hillsong and be popular at hillsong Rather than just, like, a, a very modest church of, like, 200 people who, you know, like, there's a lot of good people, not the coolest people in the world. Uh, some of them are kind of lame, but, you know, you can get along with them. They're nice people. They're always willing to help you out. Like, what, what does it make you do? Because people want to feel good inside. That's what we want to do, and that's why we go to church. Now, I feel like that's the reason I probably stuck with the Christian bullshit for as long as I did, because I wanted to feel good inside. I had so much fucking anxiety and depression and I was pretty fucking stupid, I will tell you that. And I was like, well, Jesus will cure me of this. And yeah. And then I was always told, like, well, you can't be depressive if you have Jesus in your heart. Fuck that shit. Fuck, if someone tells you that, punch him in the fucking face. Um, figuratively, uh, with quotes around it. Quotes around it, because I'm, I'm making the quote symbol uh, for the watchers, but for the listeners, figuratively... Um, what, what, how does this fucking message end? Uh, the church will be taken seriously only when it takes seriously its own tasks and responsibilities given it by God's revelation in Jesus Christ. Okay, that's pretty much it. So it's probably trying to say, yeah, the church isn't cool because the idea of what humans think is cool is not what Jesus Christ is, which I get. No, I 100% get this. Um, Jimmy Myers, I agree with the, uh, a lot we have to say. The, the problem is, what is the church? Uh, given a cool church and lame churches and everything else in between, what, what is that? Cool churches, you know, thousands, thousands of people go to it because it's cool and they want to be cool because we have this incessant need to be popular, cool. It's just, I think it's just a human, the human reaction. We just want to be cool. That's just what humans are. Um, and there's a lame church, you know, like some people, like they really found their family there, but you know, they go there and they're like, you know, if I told someone to come here, they'd be like, this is the lamest fucking shit ever. Uh, so we have that. And then, you know, and then there's everything else in between uh, like that. Um, 
So yeah, I understand. I like the idea of like a good church is not a cool church. I'm like, yeah, I agree with that. But what is what is the church to begin with? And the fact that we have to try and make church cool is the problem because church is not cool. Church is bad. And I say like, believe in God. Believe, you have your beliefs. Believe in God all you want. I, I, I always want to say on this podcast that anytime I like go over like. I go over Christianity a lot. I, I talk a lot of shit on Christianity a lot, but I have to say that I was full throttle. I went full throttle. Do we have? Do I have full throttle here? Congratulations, you played. Yourself. I have to have full throttle. Feel like a woman, a real woman. Let's go full throttle. Yeah, I went. I was full throttle in the the Christian shit uh, for basically my whole life, uh, majority of it, and can't even say I'm barely. Was it stopped going to church when I was? Uh. 20, I would say around, I was turning 24 and 29 now. So, five years, I'm not, I've not gone to church in like five years, and I'm 29, and that's, so if we go next year, I'm 36 or whatever, and that's, that'd be six, like six out of 24 or whatever. I went to church at least 24 years of my life and stuff like that. So I, that was there, and I've kind of seen the goods of churches, and I've seen the bad of churches and stuff like that. And like I said, I don't want to tell anyone what to believe or anything like that. But at the same time, I just think a lot of times churches are just kind of clubs. And, and with any club, every club has good and bad things. And I know some people, some girls I know had fun at sororities. I don't even care about it. I don't hang out with frat guys, but I'll talk to sorority girls, like former sorority girls. This is the kind of life I'm living. Uh, what was it? Do we have a, uh, was it? First of all, ride or die. No. Bitch. Feel like a woman, a real woman. I don't have this type of guy again anymore. Um, but yeah, I know it, that you know like that, and like they talk about how great their sorority was and stuff like that. And but there was also they could, I could probably talk about a lot of flaws they had in those sororities. I talk a lot about flaws in churches, and the problem with churches is churches also prey upon just weak-minded people to try and get them, like, they kind of, like, emotionally manipulate a lot of people into believing and giving money and uh, just taking advantage of people who don't need to. I've been, like, you know, there was some music thing I've been recently asked to try and, like, volunteer, in quotations, at a church uh, to do recently, and, like, I don't know, even, like, you know, I talk a lot of shit on this podcast, but even in my real life, I don't have the heart to say, I'm like, look, uh, we have a lot of different beliefs, your church that you want me to volunteer at for free waste like 10 weeks of my time volunteering at. We have a lot of different spiritual beliefs and a lot of just standard ethical beliefs that I don't agree in. And I can't say that. And with these churches, they emotionally manipulate. Uh, there's a lot of ethical beliefs. They'll make you believe that can be very damaging to people. Like if you're emotionally, you know, if you're emotionally broken and the church takes advantage of that, you have a child who ends up, like, he, they just grow up to be gay, stuff like that. And your church tells you that how disgusting your child is for being gay and how they need to be sent to conversion therapy, they need Jesus, stuff like that. That emotionally broken individual who has a child is going to be terrible to their son who is gay. Or maybe the, son, the daughter could be gay, too. Women can be gay, too. Anyone can be gay. Uh, too. And it's just bad because it's just a lot of emotionally vulnerable people that churches are. And that's cool churches and that's bad churches. And so uh, overall, I will say, uh, no church is cool. That's 100%. No church is cool. 
all churches are bad, uh, all churches are lame, and all churches are fucking stupid. Okay, so it's now time I go over this BuzzFeed article that I found on the internet, and uh, I'm going to go over right now. I have like a burp in me, and I had to get out. This is the content you guys sign up for. Anyways, though, I also realized that uh, I was using like uh, like a Google Chrome to go over these BuzzFeed articles on my iPad for the watchers app there. You'll see that I go over on my iPad. Um, I realized I could just download the app, and if people judge me for having the app, I say it's for work. And I can show these receipts as work. Anyways, though, let's go over this. Uh, this article today, I don't want to go over. 42 controversial opinions millennials secretly agree with, even if they are incredibly unpopular. Now, I'm a millennial, 93. A some people say, well, you're the tail end of millennials. Shut the fuck up. Why are we fucking gatekeeping being a millennial? You're born in the years to be a millennial. You fucking... I grew up in the 90s when I... Basically, by 2000, I was getting ready to turn seven. Shut the fuck up. Fuck you. I'll see you later. Um, anyways, though, we got a lot of these to go over, so let's not be stingy with these. Uh, first one, face was not cute. Face was actually terrifying. See, one thing I will say with face, though, is that I, you know, we didn't have flat screens, high definition. If anything... Was it three? Wasn't it three sixty p? Isn't that CRTs or or four eighty? Because there was a time that four eighty was high definition. I was alive during the time when four eighty was high definition television. Uh, now and now I'm like, if I have to look at this video in seven twenty p, I'm gonna kill myself. Uh, but I think the idea that I was able to look at face in like uh, like seven like or like three sixty p on CRT, where it's very pixelated. I think it made it a little bit easier for my young mind. Um, I know, like, it, it is weird, though. Like, you go to, like, you play a video game nowadays, and you, like, you like you know, you play an old game on, like, a high-definition monitor or whatever, and you're like, ugh, that does not look good. And you're like, yeah, but if you put it on a CRT... It looks okay. Like, it's not that bad on a CRT. But, like, you put it in, like, a... like a, I have, like, a 1440p monitor I look at things on. And uh, things look okay. So I don't... I didn't ever thought face was that bad. Uh, apparently, some people didn't like face. You know what? That's okay. You can... You don't have to like face. Face... Face will do fine without you. Uh, Furbies were more creepy than cool. They are dark-sided. Okay. Well, I get it. You know, I get it. Um... However, I still want a Furby. And, like, I went on eBay once, and it was, like, old Furbies, and they were overpriced. I bet if I... There was new Furbies, but I don't know if I wanted a new Furby. I wanted an old Furby. So, like, that... I, I don't know. I think Furbies were more made for women than men, or at least that's how my parents put it. And they got a gay son. So, and, uh... Congratulations, they got a gay son. Uh, the soundboard is my iPad, so we don't get that soundbite right now. Um... So like that. I, I liked Furbies. People were like, there's a camera built in them. Like, you could take the Furby apart and see if there's a camera inside. Like, the technology wasn't that good. Nowadays, you can put, like, hidden cameras and shit. Uh, even, like, cheap hidden cameras, like, quality isn't that good. Linus Tech Tips recently did a video, recently by maybe a couple months, uh, that, like, he's looking for, like, a car dash cam. Because I think a car dash cam is a good idea, and I should probably invest in one. But, like, the idea of a car dash cam is... One, you know, if you're, like, an Uber driver or whatever, you're documenting 
what happened in a record writer. Was it my fault? Was it their fault? Yada, yada, yada. And then some part where it was like, if it was a hit and run, you couldn't make out a license plate in the camera. These are like modern day $100 cameras that you would use as a dash cam. I can't imagine that fucking technology was perfected with Furbies, okay? That, that technology can we can't get a we can't see visually see a license plate on modern dash cams that are like effective. Uh, that technology 100% was not in a Furby. So maybe we should calm the shit down about that. Um, Animaniacs was better than Tiny Toon Adventures. Yeah, isn't that you mutually agreed upon? <laughs> like, didn't Animani... Okay, like, Tiny Toon Adventures has not gotten a reboot. Animaniacs has had a reboot. Animaniacs was so good. I loved watching Animaniacs. Like, those chaotic, the Warner siblings. It's like, Warner Brothers is like that. And I think right now, in regards to Warner Brothers, like, makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, and they had, yeah, the Warner siblings, and then they had Pinky and the Brain. Um, the chaotic part of Pinky and the Brain is, like, remembering the episodes you watch. And it was, like, a human body, but it was brain's head sticking out of it. I'm like, who the fuck is that fooling? Uh, and, like, I think Pinky was also a mastermind behind that. Let's not, like, take out Pinky. Pinky, Pinky was also chaotic in those situations as well. So we're not going to let Pinky off the hook just yet. Pizza rolls are way better than pizza bagels. Yeah, isn't that mutually agreed upon? Maybe I am a millennial who agreed. Maybe I'm the millennial they chose for this. Uh, maybe I'm the one who chose it. They're like, I was just like, yeah, I don't think face was that creepy. Besides that, though, I've been agreeing with a lot of this shit. Uh, maybe I'm a, tr I'm, a, I'm the pure millennial. Uh, I'm like a young millennial. That's the problem. You hear things elder millennials like, and then I see that. I'm like, I kind of agree with some of those. Um, no, pizza rolls are way better than pizza bagels. Um... Pizza bagels are good, though. I'm not going to say they're not good. But, like, see, I don't, I, see, okay, I have to admit this. I don't know what's wrong with me. It could be a touch of the tism, but I'm not sure. Like, if you get pizzas with those little, tiny square pepperonis, like, I think they're gross. I don't know why. There's something, I think one got caught in my throat once and just made me gross. But, like, pepperoni is, like, my favorite meat. I'll put pepperoni on all this. I feel, my Philly cheesesteak, my perfect, if, the city of Philadelphia wants to make my own cheesesteak. It'd be, you know, steak, pepper jack cheese, pepperoni. So I love pepperoni. However, like the little square pepperonis, I don't know. I think I had one stuck in my throat once, and I've just, like, mentally... I have a weird thing with food, if you haven't noticed yet. Remember last week when I threw up? When I almost threw up when I talked about a woman shitting on chicken nuggets and eating them. Somehow I'm not throwing them right now. Um, anyways, though, yeah, I love cheese pizza rolls. It was so funny. Um, in Nashville... Or Nashville, I went to Franklin. Franklin's where a lot of rich people live. And uh, they were having some, like, Thanksgiving potluck kind of, kind of thing. And every time I go to a Thanksgiving potluck, I usually always go to them. I always bring pizza rolls to those. And I had to talk to one rich person. I've never had a pizza roll before. I'm, like, I'm telling you, it's the best. <laughs> uh, anyways, though, pizza rolls are awesome. And uh, you, should, you should eat pizza rolls. Pizza rolls, don't get, don't get generic. Totino's is already cheap. Don't get, like, the off-brand of that. That shit, that's weird. No, don't get that. Um, these are gross, uh, and for the audio-only listeners, uh, it's like the candy, it's like a soda candy, but they're different colors. Those, uh, I'm going left to right here. Blue, red, orange. 
yellow and green. There's like these soda candies. Uh, I really don't know how to describe it unless you see it yourself because it's, it's just one of those candies that like you have to look at. Uh, they usually, I don't know, I grew up in the Midwest, so I went to Casey's and you see Casey brand uh, candies that look just like that. And as a friend texted me, hopefully I don't remember to take that out. Well, no, it's just a meme. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't, I never liked those either. Like there's like hamburger gummy candy too. I never liked those. I want to tell you this. I was old enough to remember cigarette gum candy in, in, in stores. When they sold those, it was like, I lived in the time where they're like, maybe we shouldn't sell these to kids and stuff like that. And it was the, whoever smokes, smokes. It's whatever. Um, Doug was better than Rugrats. Is that? I've never tried to decide between Rugrats and Doug. Now, I think, no, I think the Doug, there was the Doug movie, and I think that was done by Disney. And most people are like, um, and, you know, I, I watched Doug. I haven't watched Doug in a long time. Uh, Peppermint Patty. Uh, I know that Doug wants to bone her, but, like, her voice kind of annoys me. I'm sorry. Uh, but I remember I watched the Doug movie a lot with, like, the Swamp Monster. I remember renting that a couple times. It was weird how, like, my mom, like, we would just rent a movie a couple times instead of my mom would be like, let's just fucking buy this movie. And I was like, I think we we probably rented Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets at least five times before we just, I just actually got the movie, you know, on DVD. And I think I still have that DVD. Uh, I have them all on digital now. That's why, never mind. But, like, Doug's better than Rugrats? I mean, I watched Doug more than Rugrats, to be honest with you. Doug also had, like, Skeeter, if you're watching right now, Skeeter was, like, uh, jade bluish, you know, if you know what I'm trying to say. It's, like, a combination of blue-green, kind of, like, in between it, you know? And, it was, and someone's like, he's a black person. And I was like, oh, I didn't notice that. I grew up, I guess I just, I grew up and we're like, uh, I grew up and we're like, you know, don't hate black people. And I was like, okay. Black people, it's just skin tone, you know? Uh, but then there's the cultural stuff, which I was not taught, and I now I realize. Uh, and Hey Arnold was the best Nicktoon period. Now, a couple weeks ago, we went over when Arnold beat up a guy and all his clothes fell off, and he just felt really bad. I just wanted to know where the bus stop. That, that made me sad. Or Hey Arnold. I mean, if we think about Hey Arnold as in, like, storylines, like, how intense some of the stories were. Like, Arnold's parents, like, died on a safari or something like that. Uh, there was one episode, like, Gerald moved into Arnold's home, which was, like, a, like, apartment complex. Boarding house, that's what it's called. Where, where I, I mean, I guess I don't, out of my education line, I don't know how to describe it, but it was, like, everyone lives, has their own little apartment, and then they eat meals together. I don't know how that, I'm... That, that's weird to me. There's, like, Mr. Kafka, who's, like, a failure at existing. He's like, why does my wife leave me? I'm like, maybe because you're a fucking dumbass. And then Arnold had a cool fucking room. It was, like, all windows. I'm like, that has to be hot as balls in the summer. Oh, yeah, one Gerald moved into the boarding house. And then he's like, oh, yeah, living as an adult fucking sucks. Some of those Hey Arnold episodes were intense. But I think if I go back to it as an adult now and think, like, how these stories were written... Uh, yeah, they were pretty fucking intense, and, uh, probably very well written, so, um, I don't know, yeah, I mean, like, Spongebob, I, like, first three seasons of Spongebob, S-tier, 
But I think Hey Arnold, I think I agree with this. Yeah, I'll agree with this. Hey Arnold was pretty good. Um, Spice Girls are more iconic than the Beatles. See, I like the Spice Girls. And I'm going to admit something that everyone's going to hate me after I hear. But, um... I was never into the Spice Girls as a kid. I, I, I just, you know, was it Spice Mania or whatever? Or or the Spice Girls shit? I, I was just, you know, just not into it. Maybe it was just because I was a young child. But I, but the Spice Girls, I like the Spice Girls. I'll stand up for the Spice Girls, for the haters, but, like, I was an instant kid. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry for all you out there who didn't know. Uh, Say You'll Be There is the best Spice Girls song. I'll agree with that. Yeah, that's a great song. Uh, the weird thing about the Spice Girls is was like Baby Spice. I'm like, why am I supposed to be attracted to Baby Spice? Like, why would you make your whole personality just like, I'm a baby. I'm like, okay, we need to stop that shit pretty quickly. Uh, that shit needs to be quit very quickly. Tamagotchis are actually not fun. Like, not fun at all. I mean, dogs, like, are people like, let's think, um, we're the, the millennials here. Are raising dogs and cats fun? I mean, they have their fun moments, but, not fun, but I guess Tamagotchis don't have their fun. Well, they, they should have their fun moments. Um, maybe if you can't raise a Tamagotchi, it's sad that there's some Tamagotchi owners who have kids now, and some of those Tamagotchis are dead. Um, but the kids are somehow alive. I don't know how that works. Uh, how do you keep a kid alive but not a Tamagotchi? That's quick, quickly. That's a, that, oh, quickly, a question for another day. The second Mighty Ducks is better than the first. Huh. I'm not a diehard. See, it's hard when you're like, the which one's better than the other. Because I'm not like a, hard, a hardcore Mighty Ducks fan uh, in the first place. So, I like the first one. I like it. I mean... Like, what's your favorite hockey team? Well, it's like, well, I like I like the St. Louis Sounds. I like the Panth- uh, the, the Predator, Nashville Predators. And then you're like, well, the Mighty Ducks. That's a cool movie. I like that movie, so we're gonna watch that. So I uh, can't really can't really figure. Sister Act two is better than the first Sister Act. No, I like the first one. First Sister Act is way better. I don't know. I don't know. That's my opinion. Aren't they gonna make a Sister Act three? Um, these are all just movie sequels. And obviously, obviously, uh, Home Alone 2 is better than the original. I've only watched the Home Alones a very few times. Now, a a little something for you. Home Alone, I will be doing a Christmas movie review on Home Alone. So, be excited for that. But I've only seen them a couple times. And, uh, I don't know, I kind of like the first one. And also, in Home Alone 2, it has a disgraced former president, which I hope gets indicted. And if he doesn't... And I say this on a podcast that's shown up on the internet. Someone's going to bring this fucking up. And, uh, fuck you. Uh, it was impossible to do any Home Alone tricks without a talk boy. I didn't own a talk boy. But I was having many Home Alone shit, so... I'm going to booby trap my own house. I'm like, if I booby trap my own house, I'm going to hurt myself. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to hurt myself, and I'm going to have a bad time. Slides are actually very fun. I'm sick of slide slander. And then this is a meme for the listeners out there. Uh, on the left side, it's like a steel slide, like the old school steel slide. And the other side is like a tube plastic slide. 
One burned you alive, and the other one electrocuted you with static. I'm like, yeah. Uh, I always had to deal with the asshole who put on the tube slides because you couldn't see the bottom of it. Some asshole decided, I'm like, I'm just going to throw a bunch of fucking sand and rocks at the bottom of it. Fuck you. I'm trying to go down this fucking slide. I'm trying to have some goddamn fucking fun. I'm going to put some goddamn fucking sand and rocks down there. Fuck you. And uh, those kids are hopefully in jail right now. Uh... Backstreet Boys were actually better than NSYNC. God fucking damn it, no. Backstreet Boys were not better than NSYNC. NSYNC was always the better boy band. And here's what I tell you. The the haters will say Backstreet Boys were better because every member of that band sang, like they'll sing one line and then another line goes something else. Uh, NSYNC, NSYNC was classic acapella vocals done right. And you're like, Lance Bass never sang a solo. Lance Bass was a bass. And I know the last name is pretty great. But Lance Bass was a bass. And so if you know anything about vocal singing or like quartet singing, acapella music, you know that the bass is probably not going to do that many solos. That's stuff like that. And so if you listen to No Strings Attached, you think they're going to end that album with a big-ass banger that's going to just blow your goddamn fucking mind away? But they didn't. And you, know, you think, blow your mind away? I'm like, it did blow your mind away. That is also true. They ended it with a song called I Thought She Knew. It was an acapella piece. A slow acapella piece. I thought she knew my world revolved around her. And you're just like, didn't think it was going to be like that. And that's how it is. And it ends like that. And then the album ends, and if you have it on like the loop, the album repeat thing, goes straight back into Bye Bye Bye. And you're like... That was intense. That's how the fucking album ends. That's so good. It's just albums created better. And the idea that NSYNC is like, we're broken up now. We're not going to be, we're not together anymore. And then Backy Boys are like, we're going to like uh, try to fill our, we're going to fill our paychecks with uh, elder, older millennials now. And that's what you know. Um, AJ is and always will be the best member of Backy Boys. It's Aaron Carter. Like, you know it's Aaron Carter. Like, you know it's Aaron Carter that is the main the main guy of Backstreet Boys. Like, AJ is a Joey Fatone. And if you know anything about NSYNC, you know that Joey Fatone is the Joey Fatone of the band. And every band needs a Joey Fatone. And it's okay to be Joey Fatone. I love Joey Fatone. I have a doll of Joey Fatone. In the box, it's never been out, and I hope the Toy Story store universe isn't real, because I don't like them being crap in the box like that. Uh, but AJ's the best member? No, AJ's not the best member. Nick is the best member of Backstreet Boys. Hands down, guaranteed. Uh, JC Chazay uh, should have been more famous than Justin Timberlake. He had, by far, the best voice in that group. Now, I love Justin Timberlake. He has a great, a great solo career. I love everything he's done. But yeah, BuzzFeed, you're right here. Uh, even though, uh, if you're watching this, J.C. Shazay uh, has the Garth Brooks mic in front of his goddamn fucking face that I hate. Um, you know, like, yeah, no, he he should have, like, you know, we talk about One Direction. I was like, because I was thinking with One Direction when they all split up. It's like, who's going to have the successful solo career? Zayn had a good start at first. And I was like, it's probably Zayn. And then Harry Styles is now. I'm like, that's Harry. And, uh. I think Zayn still has a good career. Niall has a good... I don't know what the other guys' names are, so let's just fuck you. Uh, but no, no, I agree. JC, Jose, 
I'm not saying he should have had a better career than Justin, but he should have had a good career. Like, his music career should have been as good. And I think he should be like, I don't want to do this. And if I want to do this, he does it. And let's just have an in-sync reunion, goddammit. Why don't we just fucking do that? Uh, school pizza was disgusting. It was that, it's that square cheese slice. I don't know why I like it. Uh, I think I had Sodexo pizza in college, and that shit was gross. But, uh, I don't know. That square pizza it has its moments. It has its moments. I will say that. It had its moments. Uh, robot animals were actually pretty lame. They did nothing. That's, that's 100% true. I lo- uh, like, the idea of, like, technology was not far along for, like, robotic pets. You watch Jimmy Neutron, and you're like, he has a pet dog that's a robot. He's like, he just shits, like, gear, like... Uh, nuts and bolts and shit like that. And, you know, your parent, if, you're, if you, your dog shits nuts and bolts, your parents are like, I might be able to, your dad's like, I might be able to use this later or whatever. But like, those dogs, not ahead of its time. These drinks tasted awful. It's called Orbits. Yeah, I, don't know, I remember them. It's like, how about this shit? It's so funny. I lived in a town of a thousand people when I was a kid. And this shit, I was like, yeah, that shit was gross. <laughs> Inflatable furniture was awful, like the most uncomfortable thing ever. I, I watch like the Bad Friends podcast, and it looks like they have inflatable furniture. And I accidentally popped my babysitter's inflatable furniture, and she was like, "I guess that happens." And I guess she was just just a normal human being. I would have been so upset if my inflatable chair broke in my room, because I know for a fucking fact my brother would have done it, and that's and that's the problem right there. He would have just just blown up that shit. These slides of Discovery Zone were more painful than actual fun. My ass hurt than fun. Uh, no, it wasn't. I was like, I went to Discovery Zone. No, it was this place called Kaleidoscope. And it was like a crap place. And I was, there was a sketchy guy who you drew a picture and he'd make, a, make it a puzzle for you. I was like, let's give a hand to this guy. And he's just a sketchy guy or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I never went to Discovery Zone. I can't talk about it. Um, Topanga should have not given up going to college for Corey. I mean... Think about it with Girl Me World, they did end up together. That's cool. Um, and they did have solid careers at the same time. It worked out. It's, it's you know, if this was r- the real world, yeah, don't don't give up your dream college for a man or ladies or men the opposite way. Uh, in TV, this worked out. So it's okay. It's okay because it was TV. It worked out, but in real life, no, you shouldn't do So in, in regard, I understand what you're trying to say. Uh, and TV, uh, and stuff like that, but real life, no, don't do that shit. Uh, pogs were dumb. I've actually been thinking about making pogs for, like, shows and podcast stuff. Like, if you want a merch store with pogs in them, Cancel Shreezy Pogs, I've been thinking about making a lot of Cancel Shreezy Pogs. Pogs were cool. Um, they're cheap, and it's, like, cheap, dumb things. Like, they're fine. It's always, like, when it comes to the expensive, dumb things, that's when things become not fine. Um, 26... These were fun because you feared you'd run over your fingers. So they're like the scooters you get in gym class. Had four wheels on the bottom, two little handles or plastic on top and stuff like that. Uh, you just roll around on them and stuff like that. It was just gym class fun until you run over your fingers. It's 28 of these. Yeah. Uh, these were actually disgusting. Gross gym collectors. Those hand things that like gummy hand things that you stuck to a wall and stuff like that. Um, yeah, dude. Those things would just fill up with just gunk and shit. Uh, after, like, when they're new, they're fine, but after the, a while, they're pretty gross. Um, 28. These also weren't fun because they barely bounced. It's like a Saturn-type thing with, like, a ring around a planet thing. Didn't didn't have those. Candy by Manny Moore is more iconic than I Want Candy by The Strange Loves. Yeah, no. 
the song became popular in like the 2000s, but yeah, it's 100% because of Mandy Moore. Uh, recording something off the radio was better than buying the cassette single. Yeah, dude, it was it was so much easier to do that shit like back in the day. I'm so happy my parents, and I still use that stereo that had the tape recorder on it that I would record shit on, like on tapes for. It's insane that I still, I, I'm the one who used that now. My parents never used it anymore, and I just bought them like a sound bar for their TV. You know, like that's a pretty good trade, you know? A TV sound bar that they can use to listen to music on and stuff like that. It's a pretty good trade. Oh, there's like 36 of these. Uh, 3D Doritos are not better than regular Doritos. Yeah. I mean, they're the same, but they're just a little different. But, like, also, like, it's also the idea of, like, why would I pick 3D Doritos over regular Doritos? But now the 3D Doritos are gone. You're like, oh, 3D Doritos. Now I want 3D Doritos. And that, that makes sense. Um, Snake was fun for, like, 15 minutes. Then it was just repetitive. Yeah, and uh, for, the, for someone who uses a regular iPod, those games were fun for, like, five minutes, and they were not fun anymore. Like, you know, the iPod games were not fun. Like, not the iPod Touch. I'm, I'm older than that. Um, so, uh, these were the worst uh, music players ever. Hit clips. These were hit clips. Hit clips. Um, yeah, because they didn't play the entire song. Someone stole my hit clip, and, like, he played it in front of me, and every adult believed that he got. He did not steal it from me. Fuck that kid. Fuck him. I know his name. I'm not going to say it on the podcast. Hit clips were. I liked hit the idea of hit clips, but then they came out with like iPods and MP3 players, and I'm like, yeah, that's hit clips. Uh, Meredith was not the villain in Parent Trap. Yeah, she, yeah, you know, you can't be a villain and not at the same time. That's just the rule. Um, Ross and Rachel were exhausting and truly never needed to get back together. I said this when I released Ride or Die Volume 2 on my Instagram, but every time I watch that finale of Friends, I never want Ross and Rachel... I don't want Rachel to get off that plane. But if it was my life, if I was Ross, I'd want Rachel to get off that plane. Uh, I can't answer that question, because that's how I would answer that question. Uh, $3,600 Mysteries is by far the scariest television show ever. Yeah, I don't watch that show. It kind of freaks me out. Uh, 37, Nick and Jessica never should have gotten married. It was clear they never were a good match. Didn't Nick Lachey break up with Jessica Simpson over email? Isn't that the, isn't that what happened? That's pretty sad. Uh, 38, the edible body lotion was also gross. That is very gross. Why? Who thought that was a good idea? Uh, 39, Facebook never should have allowed anyone besides college kids to use its service. I can see that. Uh, these playgrounds uh, were only good for splinters. Oh, those are wood playgrounds. I play a lot. Of, I love those. There's a wood playground I went to, like, only occasionally. That was pretty big. It was awesome. I loved it as a kid. How many of these are there? Fuck, dude. Uh, the Lion King 2 Simba's Pride was not a, a good sequel. Like, it sucked. Here's what I'll tell you. Watching any of the other Disney sequels, this one's actually this one actually does hold up better than a lot of other Disney sequels because the first one was based off Hamlet. This one was based off Romeo and Juliet, and it does a good. I, this one's it's not as good as the original Lion King. I guess that's very clear. But as far as Disney sequels and as movies go, this one does hold up. Do they need to make a remake of it? No. And last but not least, these were so gross. It's a ring pop. Um, yeah, the idea of like proposing with a ring pop is kind of cool. But also, after a while, that ring pop's going to get gross. <laughs> so, oh so yeah. Um, I will agree with this. Most of these I agreed with. Like, 
That's pretty cool. Like, I, I don't usually agree with most of what BuzzFeed says, but I agree with this. So, uh, don't be stingy, I guess. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on, then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones? Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards, it was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Okay, it's time for Ask Shweezy, the part of the podcast where I answer questions that some people are just too fucking dumb to answer. But also, no, I, I don't think they're too dumb to answer. Sometimes it's good to just have, like, an outside source, like someone who... I don't know, sometimes you have, like, a a deep question or like a deep thought that's my hole yeah. that's where it spits this one. Oh my gosh so deep i fucking love it. like you have a deep thought that's like you know like if some if someone else answering it it's like so fucking obvious to them but like for you it's just so like you're like i'm dumbfounded anyways though we're gonna get it right into it what uh i love the fucking what sound drop i just fucking love it and i've never referenced it anywhere in my my life. Um, first question we got today on Cancel Shweezy or Ask Shweezy, the part of the podcast where I answer questions. Uh, just, oh, and if you have questions, ask me on uh, like Ask Shweezy or whatever you fucking listen to the podcast. Uh, ask or on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Uh, first question: uh, Do men actually come to fall asleep? For women, it makes sense because the orgasm is clean and you can fall asleep without worry. But for men, you are leaving cum on yourself overnight. Doesn't it get all over the bed and dry up? Don't you have to get up to pee to clear out the pipes? <sighs> Congratulations, you played yourself. That's rough, buddy. You know, I get this question, and like, and you know, in my mind, I'm like, 
I hope you're 14. And, you know, you're asking this question. I, what I hope is, like, I said, I'm like, I hope you're 14. And, and if the actual person asking this question is like, I'm actually 15. I'm like, okay, that's fine as well, okay? Uh, I hope you're a young person who uh, has not had a very committed relationship where you have sex a lot. Um, anyways, though, you're like, don't you just, don't men just, like, if men want to fall asleep by coming, they just leave the jizz all over the bed or on their stomach? First of all, when most men, when they masturbate, or at least, I'll at least speak for myself when I masturbate, which is not very cool. Uh, That's rough, buddy. Um, but uh, most adult men jizz on their stomachs. That's, that's If you're going to jizz anywhere, you, you're on your back, and you jizz on your stomach. Unless you're in, like, the shower or the uh, or sitting on the toilet. I'm telling you, if you can jizz on the toilet, I used to be able to, then I started taking antidepressants because I'm, like, worried about my mental health. Uh, you can just sit on the toilet, jerk off, and then once you're ready to come, you just, like, fucking shoot it right into the toilet. Uh, that's, like, the best way. Shooting it right into the toilet. Like, no cleanup, nothing. You just fucking... I mean, even, like, jizzing on a partner, you're like, well, they're gonna have to clean up. Therefore... Like, they're just going to lay there. you got to get a towel or something. I don't know. You know. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, but, yeah. Um, I really hope you're, like, a young person. I, I hope you're a young person who doesn't understand that. Um, so, yes. Men do come to fall asleep. Sometimes you're just, like, restless. Like, I can't sleep. And you're, like, got to jerk off. Because jerking off is, like, a lot of energy. you got to waste a lot of energy. And you waste a lot of energy. You know, and that helps you fall asleep. Uh, but, like, your question is, like, well, don't they just leave, isn't there jizz? Kleenex, paper towels, socks. Some people use socks. I've never used a sock to jerk off. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I've never used a sock to jerk off. Um, but, yeah, no. Um, yes, it does help them fall asleep to jerk off, but what do we do with the cum situation? We wipe it off. Uh, wipe it off, throw it in a trash can. Uh... I'm just fucking leave it on the bed. And it's a sin in the Bible. It says in the Bible, don't jizz on the ground. Jizz inside of her or on her or on her tits or whatever, you know. The Bible says that. Don't at me on that. So, yeah. um, Yeah, you, you can you can wipe cum off yourself or the bed or whatever. You, no one jizzes on their own bed. Uh, you usually come on your stomach, then you wipe it off. Uh, that's, but, yeah, no. Men jerking off really does can help them fall asleep them falsely because if I'm not a male not a man uh, congratulations you played yourself but I uh, know yeah you just wipe it off your skin it's easier to wipe it off your skin than your bucking bed then there's a spot and it could get crusty and shit like that and yeah, it's just rough news uh, so yeah oh in regards to the peeing situation men don't need to pee after they have sex however though uh, after they do come regards to masturbation or whatever uh, there is, like, a blockage because it just stays on the tip and it's just, like, it's blocked off. And you pee, and a lot of times it just poops out. Sometimes there's a couple streams you have to wipe down after. Afterwards, it's a situation like that. So it's not as complicated as you probably think. Uh, women aren't as com Men aren't as complicated as women. Uh, that's why. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, can't get over my boyfriend being a furry. What? Uh, I love my boyfriend. We have a fantastic, healthy sex life. I'm crazy attached to him, and he treats me like a princess, and I'm so in love. Recently, I found out he was a furry. He doesn't wear a suit or anything. He's just got an obsession with furry drawings. A lot of them are not safe for work. 
The problem is I'm so good at containing my emotions that I may have came off as being accepting and okay with it when I'm really not. I just don't think I can handle it. He's gotten so comfortable that he's admitted when we get our own place, he's going to put furry art on the wall. Not only do I definitely not want that, I'm just completely uncomfortable with all things furry. I was able to get over the first shock and just ignore this part of him for like a month until I looked at his Reddit account again and saw things I didn't want to see. I'm now and now I'm worried. I was so happy and in love just a few hours ago, and now I'm scared that I'll lose the perfect guy for me because of one little thing I don't know what to do. Um What? Uh, my first reaction is, if you have to realize, like, is him being a furry a deal breaker for you? Because he is a furry, like, uh, and that's the thing. And women, for some reason, have the dumb fucking notions, like, maybe I can change him. No, you can't. Never go into a relationship thinking you can change someone. Men and women, mostly women. I think mostly women are the ones I'm talking about in this situation. Uh, but never go into a relationship thinking, like, oh, I can change him. Uh, it sounds like he's pretty hardcore into this furry shit, so I don't think you should be changing him. Uh, I don't th when I say, I don't think you should be changing him. Like, if it was that easy, would be like, yeah, you should change him. That's the advice I would give. Be like, yeah, you should just fucking change him. Uh, and then he would change and not be a furry anymore. Uh, but he is a furry and everything. But you're like, oh, wait, it says you're both, you said you're both 20. Um, look, um, you're young, uh. There are plenty more people you can meet, and it's like, I'm almost 30, I haven't met my soulmate yet, so, like, don't worry, Nor I'm normal. I, I, I said that out loud, I'm normal. Uh, and uh, I haven't found a soulmate yet, because I have standards, and I'm not just gonna get married to the first person, because I'm fucking horny and Christian. Uh, I almost fucking did that shit, that would've been bad. Uh, if, if, so I'll say this, like, you know how much of a furry he is, look on his Reddit, uh, see what he likes and everything like that. So you know the situation you're getting yourself into. You have to realize, is this idea of what, how much of a furry he is, is this a deal breaker to you? You have to understand that. You can't be like, I can change him. You can't change him, women. This is the advice I'd give to all women out there listening to the show. You can't change a man. Don't try to change a man. You can't and you shouldn't. That's both things. Uh, he wants furry shit on the wall. First of all, I'm a man. If I've lived with a woman, I'm like, yeah, my my Airbud poster, my map of Middle Earth are gonna be put up on the wall. That's for sure, unless it's like a specific space that's designed for me, like my studio or whatever. At the same time, studios require a whole different level of shit. Uh, but like, he wants to put furry drawings on the wall. Uh, that's something you can be like. When when you get a house, women get to control the decorations and shit like that. Kind of sucks, but you have to you have to fight your uh, choose your battles, uh, you know. And sometimes you get what you get, and you don't get what you get. You know, it's stuff like that. Uh, and in regards to that, uh, you can't get over your f boyfriend being a furry. Look, you're twenty, uh, and you're like, I'm gonna move in with him. Like you're young, you don't have to move in with someone. Uh, that's a good advice for everything. It's it, it's so weird with the idea of moving as well because like it's so easy to have a roommate, especially like. I'm a musician. I'd love to have a, a girlfriend who's like, I have a full-time job that pays a lot, and I'm like, I'm going to live with you so I can easily pursue my career. That sounds super easy, but those also come with consequences. It's so it's so difficult to can do that. 
Um, just realize that you can break up with this person. You're like, he's perfect. Um, how, if, if it wasn't, if he wasn't a, like, what if the phrase is whole personality? Like, you can't change him. That's the problem. Uh, I can't tell you if he's perfect for you, but I can also tell you, like, how much of this furry thing is a deal breaker? Because you can't change him. And are you willing to deal with this furry bullshit the rest of your life? Because he, he would, because it sounds like he'd rather fuck a fucking animal than fuck you. That's for sure. So I would probably figure that shit out and uh, figure that shit out pretty quickly. Um, that's for sure. All right. What's with some guys telling girls to smile? I never understood it. I'm chatting with this guy, and I shows and I've shows him a some. I'm I'm reading it how it is, okay? And I've shows him a few pictures of me smiling at each one, and every so often he's telling me not to forget to smile. I don't forget it. I brush it off the first few times, but now it's starting to put me off a bit. Okay, um, you're, uh, sounds like you're a woman and you're asking a guy about it. Okay, so, here's the thing. I've watched a lot of videos where it's like, because I've tried to, like, make my peers look good. Like, I, I watch a lot of hair videos, watch all style videos, you know, figure out, like, what I like to wear, what looks good, and stuff like that. Like, what's good looking and what's not good looking. It's all stuff like that. One thing I've kind of noticed, though, in regards to making yourself look good or making yourself look like a better person. And like, generally, and this is for everyone out there listening today, if you want to be good-looking, one of the things that you can do is smile a lot. Smiling a lot just makes you look better. And some of you are like, uh, I have bad teeth, so I don't really like to smile on my teeth. Fix your teeth. I know that's, that's a whole can of worms in itself, but, like, fixing your teeth, making your teeth look good really does help you out a lot. And I'm sorry that I can't really be like that. I know there's some people out there who are like, go into debt for your teeth. What? And But uh, I'm not saying go into debt for your teeth, but like try to clean them and uh, try to make sure they're straight and everything. Make sure your smile looks good. See, my smile looks good if you're watching. Um, stuff like that. So smiling, everyone's smiling, smiling or whatever I would say. Uh, when a person smiles, doesn't matter your gender, I don't care if you're one of those they-thems, which I would love to put, which I poop in your bathrooms, take a they-them, poop in the gender-neutral gender bathroom, take a they-them shit. Um, it doesn't matter your gender, but when you smile, you look better. That's just 100% a fact. It doesn't matter who you are, but when you smile, you look better. There's a, there's a point to it. There's a psychological reason in your mind when someone's smiling, they look better, you know. Especially in if like you're un- if you're not confident with your teeth, fix your teeth. You know, just fix yourself. If you want to look better, like that's the that's a really good advice I would say right there. If you want to just look better in general, fix your goddamn fucking smile. That's all you really need to do. Um, so that's you know I think that's one big factor in regards to that. So yeah, smiling makes people look better. Now we have gotten to a point weirdly where just creepy guys are telling girls like. You'd look better if you were smiling and shit like that. And, I mean, they're not wrong, but also it's kind of annoying because everyone looks better when they're smiling and creepy guys telling girls to smile uh, makes girls not want to smile ever. And, you know, that's a problem because we all look good smiling. Like, smiling, 
is a proven factor to make someone look better. Like, smiles make people look better. That's just science. Science of what humans are attracted to is smiles. And you're like, oh, this creepy guy told me to smile. Now we don't want to smile. And now that person's going to look bad and stuff like that. And I understand. And so the idea is, and, you know, I get that. And I get that. The question was generally just, like, should girls smile? You know, like, yes, girls should smile because they look better. Should men, and you asked me the same question, should men smile? Yes, men should smile. Smile. We should all smile. We all look better when we smile, and it makes us all look good. But the problem is, creepy guys are like, you would look better if you're smiling. I'm like, and now that girl's not going to smile, and she's not going to be attractive to the rest of us. I'm like, give us all, every, give everyone else a bone. We all want to smile. We all want to have a good time. We all want to look at a pretty girl, and pretty girls look better when they smile. That's the whole fucking point of it. So... Yes, uh, what's the point of guys telling a girl to smile? It's because we all look better smiling, and we all should smile more, but we shouldn't give that satisfaction to creepy men. Creepy men should just die off, and we should not let their genes reproduce. That's what I think, and I think a lot of women, probably hopefully women agree with me on that, because I do agree with them on that. What age did you start drinking coffee? Went to a meeting, and everyone had coffee, and I had a bottle of milk. Uh, you went to a meeting. I think I fucking know what kind of meeting you went to. Uh, so let's take a drink. Here's feeling <laughs> fucking good all the time. <clears throat> okay, so we went to a fucking meeting. Um, anyways, though, what age did I start drinking coffee? I think I started drinking coffee at 13. It was a lot of cream and sugar inside that coffee, but a lot of it was like Folgers and shit like that. It was like church and stuff like that. I really liked it. I liked the caffeine boost I really got off of it. You know, a lot of sugar probably really helped with that. And the cream helped it maybe probably taste a little bit better than probably what it was. But yeah, no, I really liked it. I liked the caffeine. Uh, if you've knew me for a long time, I would like write albums and they would be like coffee. Like when I was in high school, I wrote like an album called Coffee Coffee and Life, Love and Espresso. Like shit like that. Uh, shit like that. That was like album names I have, and I think I, and now my another album I wrote was like, uh, like espresso. I talked about shit like that. It's really funny, you know. I I love coffee. Like I I still talk about. It. Like I will tell you, uh, that I fucking love coffee. Uh, and I really like that. Uh, coffee is probably one of my favorite drinks of all time. I'd probably pick coffee over alcohol any day because, like, alcohol helps you fall asleep, but. Coffee helps you get through the day, and, you know, falling asleep, sleeping is a good thing, but, like, getting through the day is probably more important to me, you know, and that's, I, I will talk about coffee, a lot about that, I've written a lot of songs that mention coffee and stuff like that, it's always, it's always pretty funny to me that I do that, you know, 13, I think, was the age I started drinking coffee at church and at friends' house, I'm like, please give me coffee or whatever, um, you know, it was funny like that, and then I discovered French press, someone, like, gave me a cup, like, this was made in a French press, and we pre-ground the coffee and shit like that, and I tried, I'm like, this is the shit right here, like that, I'll, I'll drink coffee, like, you can give me a black cup of coffee, I'm like, I want you to drink this cup black, I'm like, I'll drink it, you give me a cup with, like, milk and sugar, or whatever, you can give me a cup with anything in it, Starbucks drinks, my Starbucks current drink is the, uh, is I love vanilla. Like that's my favorite flavor or in smell of everything. And so vanilla always kind of takes priority over most things in my life. 
uh, vanilla sweet cream cold brew or something like that. No ice. I hate ice and drinks. And I kind of realized I should ask for no ice in bars because the ice kind of fucking sucks. Um, anyways, though, yeah. So, uh, yeah, 13 was the age, and uh, I've been obsessed ever since. Uh, and if I decide, I'm like, I'm not going to drink alcohol anymore, I'm like, I'll still drink coffee. I'll, I'll still be drink. I'll drink coffee till the day I die. Like, you know, I, you know, I'll drink, but, like, alcohol is nothing to coffee. All right, number five. Uh, what, why are people freaking out about a black Little Mermaid when Brandy played a black Cinderella with Whitney Houston being a black fairy godmother back in 1997, and it didn't really change anything? Okay. I like the comparison. The comparison of, like, Whitney Houston's Cinderella and... A black fairy godmother. That I like that comparison. Um, so I don't know how to compare it. Honestly, I would say if I was going to compare it to Whitney Houston being Cinderella, nineteen ninety-seven versus that, was that like a broad the Broadway showing of it? Um, no, Brandy played black star. Fucking fuck! I need to learn how to fucking read. Oh no, I remember that one. That Cinderella. Um. Yeah, okay, okay, I was, I was alive in 97, why were people not pissed off about that? Um, I guess this, I guess it didn't really bother the Cinderella story so much, because I don't think people necessarily cared about the Cinderella story. Um, I think when we get to, when we start talking about the Black Little Mermaid, I think I need to start talking about that, because I guess we didn't care about the Black Cinderella. I didn't care about it. Yeah, I didn't. I never cared. I remember the Whitney Houston Cinderella. What did I say it was fucking... Whitney, Whitney Houston was a black fairy godmother? Uh, I would have rather had Whitney Houston being the Little Mermaid. Anyways, though. That's beyond the point. I remember that movie. I remember that movie. Um, I guess we were so far separated from the that. It didn't really matter. And I guess... Uh, the people who were upset about race didn't really give a shit. Uh, but then I think we've gotten to a cultural point in life where Hollywood has decided to do woke casting where it's like, why can't a person be, and you know, I made the joke about, this was a forever ago. I'm going to tell you this forever ago because you're going to get why it was forever ago. I was like, why does the new Han Solo have to be white? Why can't it be a black person? Or maybe even a woman. I made that joke forever ago. And I'm like... And then people were like... Well, obviously, Harrison Ford played Han Solo. And we're looking for a younger version of that. Therefore, you know... Like that. So, when like they announced a black Little Mermaid... Um, it was like Halle Bailey. No, it was, it's Halle Bailey. I really hope it's Halle Bailey. Because I'm going to be really upset when I do it. Uh, when they first announced Halle Bailey's going to be playing Little Mermaid... I'm like... Uh, okay, because, like, some of those Little Mermaid, because they're going to do, redo, like, the singing and shit like that, I'm like, I think she's pretty good. I think she can probably reproduce, like, a really good performance of, like, the musical numbers in regards to the Little Mermaid. I think that's fine. However, though, uh, we had an orange guy as president, and he was pretty racist, and everyone's like, why are they trying to take white people out of history? And in 1989, in the cartoon, Ariel was white and a redhead. 
Ian, you know, I'm going to say what? Uh, that I am very much into redheads. Uh, I've, I'll date a black girl. I wanted to date a black girl for a while. And that she she was like the black a uh, black girl version of Bella Porch. That's another story. Anyways, though, like she was black. Anyways, though, I I like redheads. I don't know what the fuck am I going at. Uh, anyways, though, uh, my, my the thing is with Ariel, I would say, is I was like, oh, this is a sexual awakening for me. She's a redhead and white, and she came out half naked and shit like that, and I guess. Racists have gotten the same figure or figured out the same shit. Like, racists are like, I want to be attracted to Ariel. She was half naked in the water. She was half naked when she came out of the water. Then they put her clothes on, and that was a deal breaker for me. What? Uh, and then uh, she didn't talk, and then she got her voice back, and then things worked out for her. Um, yeah, the, the whole idea of the Black Little Mermaid is nonsense. Uh, because, um, mermaids don't exist, and, uh, you'd be like, you know, mermaids are supposed to be white, and I'm like, mermaids don't exist, they can be any color they fucking want if they do exist, uh, didn't, like, was it the, remember when they had, a couple years ago, they were like, mermaids exist, we got footage, but it was also not real footage, and it was like, they, the mer- those mermaids were not attractive at all. Like, don't expect your mermaids to be attracted to you. Like, Halle Bailey's hot. I want to fuck her. Consensually. And uh, we all should be willing to consensualize her. Uh, you just don't like her because she's black. That's all That's all people are mad about. They're just mad because she's black. Uh, do you ever feel a connection with someone on the spot? Like, you don't even have to talk to them that much to know there's something going on between both of you guys? Oh my god. This is this is fucking me. I this is the fucking shit I feel like in my life. I play this game, I'm like, is she in love with me? Or is she just a bartender doing her job? I like I love playing this game with myself. I'm like, okay, she's clearly just a fucking bartender doing her job. Except I played this one show, like I was playing a show, and you know, every time we took a break, I went to the bar, I went to this girl and and then at the end of the night, we were done. She was like, well, we put everything away, but I can get you a beer. But like, I really loved you guys. You guys sound so good. I'm like, this chick wants me. Oh, whatever. I didn't pursue anything. Like, you know, I didn't sexually assault her, apparently. Apparently, that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, but anyways, though, uh, you know, the idea, I think, of do you feel connection on the spot, you know? And that's my idea of, like, love at first sight. Um... Should love at first sight exist? No, I don't think love at first sight should exist. Uh, first of all, that's not how humans create relationships. You don't create relationships like, let's think about friends. You don't see someone and you're like, I'm going to be friends with them. And then you're friends with them. I mean, I, I've i kind of done that, but, but it's also in the lines of, like, hey, I want to have good friends. That guy seems like a good guy to be friends with. I'm going to be friends with them. And you go to it. But, like, also, I'm like, that guy's kind of a shitty person. I want to move away from them and then find another person. Um, but anyways, though, like, love at first sight, though. Like, I get the idea of it, and I understand people who have that idea of it. But you should not trust love at first sight. Love at first sight is such a bad fucking idea. Because you're like, oh, my gosh, this person's so pretty. They have something so pretty about them that I'm attached to them. 
and then you meet them and you marry them and you're like, I'm going to marry you immediately. And then you meet, marry them immediately. And you're like, Oh my God, I married a monster. She like that. Love first sight. Like love at first sight. The idea of love first sight is like you see someone you think is so pretty and possibly has a, like the way they look has the personality you'd fall in love with. That's what love first sight is. It's like, they have a personality you think you'd fall in love with. You think you'd fall in love with. They don't have that personality. That's the problem with love at first sight. Uh, sometimes you get lucky. It's called gambling. And most of the time when people gamble, uh, they ruin their fucking lives. That's the problem with love at first sight. Love at first sight is just gambling and hoping you get lucky. And uh, in the real world, people aren't as lucky as you think they'd be. All right, our final question of the evening. What goes through a guy's mind when he breaks up over text and wants to be just friends? My boyfriend just broke up with me over text. He says he still wants to be friends with me and that he doesn't dislike me as a person. I'm having a hard time coping with the breakup alone with precious breakups. We usually just never sneak. What does a guy usually think of when he wants to be friends? Does he actually want to be friends or just trying to be kind? Okay, I'm a guy. I'm going to tell you exactly what the goddamn fuck he means. Um, he said he wants to break up with you, meaning he, he's probably met someone else that he wants to fuck or get into a relationship with, but he, he doesn't hate you. It sounds like you're pretty fucking young. Uh, so he, he doesn't, he doesn't hate you, he just wants to be in a relationship with someone else, he just wants to be friends with you, that's what he means by that, he says he wants to be friends with you, and doesn't dislike you as a person, yeah, he doesn't dislike you, he just wants to be with someone else, that's the entire fucking purpose of what he's trying to tell you right now, uh, you're having a hard time coping with the breakup alone, uh, yeah, because, um, he's probably, there's probably better words he could have told you in regards to the breakup, like, Hey, I want to date someone else, but I don't hate you. And uh, you are not the reason I want to break up with you. Uh, you're the reason I just want to fuck someone else. That's probably what he's trying to say. With precious breakups, we usually never speak again. Precious breakups? Fuck it, I never had a precious breakup with anyone. Um, yeah, you probably shouldn't speak. You should rarely speak to an ex. That's just life in general. You shouldn't be speaking to an ex ever again. Uh, what does a guy usually even think of when he wants to be friends? Does he actually want to be friends or just trying to be kind? Uh, he's probably trying to be kind. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, he, he's probably telling you to be friends and being kind to you. Because he thinks, because he'd rather be with this other person. But if this goes wrong, then he's gonna probably come back to you and do that. So, however you want to respond to that is whatever up to you. But I'm just saying... I don't like the idea of being a rebound to anyone, and I would be like, fuck, I'm a rebound to you, fuck you, have fun being alone the rest of your life. I hate the idea of being a rebound to someone. Uh, he's probably seeing you as a rebound to you, so I'd honestly let you know that you should just fucking kick him to the curb, because there's probably also someone out there who wants you, and let them treat you the way you should be treated, and not let this guy do it, because, like, obviously you think this guy's better, but... Maybe you should change your mind and think another person's better than you. <coughs> That's what I think. Oh, 
anyways, though, we're ending this episode of Cancel Shweezy. Let's uh, end it the best way we know how. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Cancel Shweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. Thank you for checking this out. Follow me on social media at Shweezy, my music under Shweezy. Just check out the Cancel or the The in the Shweezy hashtags or whatever. That's where you'll find me. Twitch.tv slash just Shweezy. Uh, Amazon Prime, connect the two. You can follow or slash subscribe me, and uh, you can always follow me for free. Patreon is our tip page where you can always help our tip bucket. Appreciate it. Make sure if you're on the audio-only platforms, go to our YouTube page, like, subscribe, leave us a comment, share your uh, highlights with everyone. But also, if you're on the audio-only platforms, leave us a 5 4 three, two, or one star review, and uh, leave, and also hit the star and subscribe as well. All right, well. Uh, Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Uh, Honky Vila butt drugs. And stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. You just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs, and uh, yeah, stay awesome.